Sabina, thanks very much for, for joining us here today. It's obviously the turn of the year um, and the turn of a new decade. How do you see the, the global outlook in, in terms of the macro picture? I think cautiously optimistic. A lot of the key threats from last year feel like they've diminished, notably the, the trade war between China and the US and the risk of the sort of cliff edge no deal Brexit. And a lot of the monetary policy loosening that came in last year is starting to percolate through to the real economy. So that all feels, yeah, pretty okay. Um, and you mentioned there that some of the risks from 2019 have sort of gone away. Um, I suppose, what do you see as the potential downside risks for 2020? I think the big one remains geopolitics. Obviously, given the events in the Middle East, if that were to escalate, that will have an impact on the oil price. Um, we're not as oil dependent as we used to be, but that still has the potential to disrupt inflation and activity in the region. And how do you see this influencing particularly the real estate markets, um, I guess both globally, but also looking at Europe? It's incredibly benign for the capital markets, isn't it? With all these incredibly low interest rates, bond yields staying lower apparently forever now. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see prime real estate yields fall a smidgen further, which seems amazing given where they are by historic standards. Still look very good value relative to bond yields, um, but we are going to see a bit more disruption in the, in the retail sector. I think we've yet got a bit of price discovery to come there. And does this suggest any outperformance when you're looking at regions or asset classes? Yeah, so we look at macro at the city level because we're investing in cities and often sub-markets. And you do get a picture whereby a lot of the US top markets have stronger fundamental growth, employment growth, economic growth, wealth, than some of their European counterparts. Europe seems to be stuck in a little bit of a, a lower growth phase, partly because that uncertainty of Brexit is still hovering over. And Germany is so dependent on manufacturing exports, which have been hit. So that might give you a bias in core tilting from the Europe to the US a little bit. And on a sectoral basis, unfortunately, it's nothing different to everyone else. So everyone still likes logistics. Pricing's become more aggressive, so we're starting to get nervous around the edges of that. But retail, it's not yet time to come back in. So that does force you into logistics, into office in the best cities, um, and into the alternatives. And do you, do you see more growth in that sort of alternatives in terms of the, you know, the living side of things and moving into healthcare and senior living? Absolutely. And from a European perspective, a lot of that is just establishing those sectors. So in the UK, creating a proper institutional build-to-rent market. We obviously had the acquisition um, within our real estate investments group of Telford Homes last year, which I think is a pretty clear signal of our strategic intent in that sector. Great. Thank you very much for sharing your views with us today, Sabine. You're welcome.